Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 97th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. Going back to the 80s, locally born defender Stuart Watkins, two appearances for the Wolves between 1984 and 1986. Stuart, how are you, mate? I'm okay, thanks, and I'm I'm quite honoured to be in the top 100, really, considering I only played two games. Hey, listen, Stuart, I did promise I'd get you on. I know for the past week, you've been busy, I've been busy, and uh, we've been to and frame, but we got there in the end. Um, and what's interesting about these stories, Stuart, which I absolutely love, and, and people probably don't know, when you're a local player and you play for your hometown club. So, um, very quickly, before we go into how you got spotted, are you a Wolves fan? Yeah, big Wolves fan. Uh, started watching the Wolves and, and going to Molyneux, I would say, about 1971, 1972. Okay. When I'd be five, five or six. Uh, went all through my school years. You know, obviously the 71, 72 would be the time of uh, Big Phil Parks in goal, yeah. Frank Monroe, John McCall, uh, Kenny Ibbett, uh, Mike Bailey, John Richards, yes. Derek Dugan. So, yeah, fantastic memories for for me. Went all through my school years. Big Wolves fan, so obviously uh, a big a big dream of mine to 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 represent the club. So oh, yeah, fantastic, brilliant, flipping it. You know more about the club than me. I mean, what once again? I believe you went to as well the now defunct Wards Bridge School. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, started off at Long Knoll, uh Primary School, then moved on to towards Bridge, uh, which was the, the local comprehensive school for me in Wensfield. Yeah. Uh, my brother was uh, a little bit cleverer than me, ended up at the grammar school in Wolverhampton. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, went to went towards Bridge, enjoyed my school years and, uh, you know, made some good friends there. Oh, brilliant. And how is it you actually got spotted? Because... Well, my uh, statistics tell me that it was uh, the Willingall Town youth team that you was at, but you was at Wolves prior to Willingall, wasn't you, Stuart? Yeah, I, I, I kind of trained on and off at Wolves through my secondary school years and uh, kind of had an extended spell in my last year at school. And then I, I can't really explain why I never got... Uh, an apprenticeship. I think I stayed on at school to redo my exams because I didn't have brilliant results. Yeah. Uh, and then played for for Willie Knowles youth team. That was the first year of then the Midland Alliance. Uh, played with uh, Joe Jackson in that team as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a good season at Willie Knowles. And then obviously Frank Upton at Wolves uh, kept tabs on both Joe and me. Uh, and we ended up signing apprenticeships, uh, apprentices together the, the year after. So I kind of joined halfway through the two-year apprenticeship. I signed as a, an apprentice, but really it was a year after. 
uh, after I should have signed, if you like. You see, this is these are the stories I love, Stuart. I've had Joe on the podcast um, once again, played for his hometown club, and it was really good then, I suppose, that, well, I mean, it doesn't happen now. As well, I'm sure they've got a scouting network that forages the local leagues, but back then... Um, Will in all supply quite a few players to Wolves, and like I said, we foraging and we found Neil Edwards at Aldswinford, and it was it was really good to give local players a chance. Absolutely, I think that's what clubs you know wanted to do then. That you know Wolves wanted to tie up all the if you like all the best schoolboys in the Wolves Rampton area, and you know I mentioned Joe. Me and Joe played together really from the age of 10 uh, for Wolverhampton primary schools and then came through the secondary school playing for Wolverhampton uh, all the way through and you know uh, Paul Jones was in there who later played for Wolves he started he did his apprenticeship at Warsaw and had success at Warsaw yes. so you know we had some good players in the, in the Wolverhampton schools around uh, that time and even you know lads that didn't uh, necessarily to go on to make a full time living in the in the pro game. There were some really good, you know, uh, part time players, semi pro players. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, I think Wolverhampton at that time was a, a, a good area for producing good players. Oh, 100 percent. And what what we've been talking over the last couple of weeks or so, um, we've we've both between us come up with the title quality not quantity um which so you made two appearances for the wolves in the 83 84 season you solid your two appearances for, you, for your hometown club and what's really interesting and what's fantastic is it i mean it was in the top flight so next thing you know you're at wardsbridge then you, 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 you're playing at Molyneux, so your debut, home match against Sunderland, 9,111 people there, nil-nil draw, 17th of March 84, and your second game just a week later, 24th of March 84, away at Arsenal at Highbury, 18,000 there, we lost 4-1, but listen, doesn't matter. Um, realistically, from your point of view, Stuart, what's it like to be a school you know, schoolboy in Wolverhampton, you've revered him, like you said, since the 70s. Next thing you know, you get to tread on the, the Holy Grail on the 17th of March against Sunderland. That really is a dream come true, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was fantastic. I mean, when, when I joined the club, uh, you know, it was uh, as an old-fashioned apprentice. And they were, you know, quite tough times. Uh, you had to do all your jobs. Yeah. Uh, cleaning the place and cleaning the, the pro's boots. There was a lot of respect. I mean, you had to knock the door to go into the first team's dressing room. You know, and, and you was you, you, you was taught manners and you, 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 you had to act in, in, the, in the right way. And... Uh, but, but saying that, everybody, you know, all the apprentices at the time, absolutely loved being at the club. Even you know, we were there for long hours. Yes, uh, we had a we had a tough taskmaster in in Frank Upton, yeah. who was just an absolutely fantastic, fantastic fella. Uh, old school, if you like, yeah. big on discipline, but a fantastic football person. Good, good coach. Taught you the game. Taught what you needed to to know to go on to, to go on in the game uh, you know no day was wasted uh, training was you know you was just learning all the time uh, and yeah it was it was just it was just 
a great time to to be at the club if you like as a youngster but in, in hindsight I mean obviously I made my debut that season when when we got relegated yes uh, fantastic memories though I mean the the debut that you spoke about against uh, Sunderland I mean I had to uh, I knew on the Friday really that I'd uh, I was going to make my debut the next day uh, but I went home and I, I remember feeling relaxed uh, yeah. not nervous it was obviously been a dream of mine for years but I felt relaxed uh, I found out since that to be fair to Wolves on the uh, I think on the Friday or Saturday morning they rung my mum and dad uh, to tell them that I was making my debut so they arranged for my mum and dad to uh, to sit in the director's box which was oh, fantastic brilliant. I didn't, I didn't, yeah I didn't know that um, uh, my brother went with my best friend and they actually went to got my uh, my uh, fiance at the time right. I was 17 and engaged and they went and got her she had a Saturday job uh, in a, in a greengrocer's uh, and they went and grabbed her and took her off from work and she came to watch as well brilliant uh, uh, yeah and it was just uh, just a fantastic a fantastic day I mean it was a it was a nil nil so not the best match in the world but you know I, I, I come off feeling on top of the world yeah uh, and we're just speaking about Frank I have to say I mean after the game I I got showered and, and the experienced players have been you know fantastic with me um, uh, Alan Dodd and uh, Jeff Palmer John Burridge Mel Eves you know they've just been Kenny Ibbett had been so so good to me throughout the day so I was feeling on top of the world I got changed and I, rem- I remember walking down the, the old uh, corridor at Molyneux yeah. and I thought right I'm making my way into the uh, the players lounge and hopefully I can I can uh, you know uh, my, my, my dad might be in there or I can you know and uh, halfway down the corridor Frank Upton met me and he said where are you going and I went I'm, I'm off in the players lounge Frank if I can <laughs> and he just he gave me a big broom and he went you're not going in there until you've done your jobs oh my uh, word and I had to go he gave me the broom and I had to go and clean out uh, Sunderland's dressing room Oh, I, mean, so, you see, I just made my debut. Yeah, I just made my debut. Frank gave me the the broom. Got off you go, clean. Yeah, but it's fantastic. Obviously, I know now he's keeping my feet on the ground and he's not letting me get carried away with the situation. Uh, you know, I knocked on the Sunderland door and there was three or four players left in there who I'd just played against and they just had a, they had a little chuckle and they went, no, you've not got your cleaning the dressing rooms then. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. So, as you say, fantastic, fantastic man. He knew exactly what to do at, 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 at the right time. Uh, you know, I look back now, I made my, made my debut in the top division of football, 17, and I was earning £25 a week on the old YTS and then I had to go and clean you see, uh, the opposition's changing I mean, room after. It, it wouldn't happen now, would it? I mean, yes, Wolves are no, a different no, club, football's a different no. game, but you wouldn't see a player, i.e. Morgan Gibbs-White, a locally-born player, coming through the academy, making his debut against Spurs and then going to clean the dressing room, or have a broom in his hand for that matter. He just, he, you know, it really doesn't happen. So, I mean, was your dad a Wolves fan? You say your dad was in the crowd yeah, that day. Was he a Wolves fan? Wolves fan? All my family, 
all my family Wolves fans. I mean, my dad, as I say, I started about 71. We used to stand in uh, the old South Bank yeah. to start with. And my dad made a kind of a, a bench. The, the, the legs folded up. Yeah. Uh, and it was just wide enough or long enough for me. and My, my brother's a year older than me. So it was just long enough to uh, for us both to stand on to get a decent vantage point. We'd always get there early, get a good vantage point. My dad would put the bench up. There we'd be, watch the game. Always leave, what, two or three minutes before the end uh, to, to beat the crush, if you like. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, fan- fantastic memories, you know, as I say. And a really good team, you have to say. Oh, a I mean... Really a really good team at the time. Listen, Stuart. What's once again another interesting point is you've you supported Wolves since the early seventies. You've stood on the terraces and watched Jeff Palmer, Kenny Hibbett, Melly. Yeah, absolutely. And the next, yeah. the next minute, you're in the team with them. I mean, that once yeah. again must be quite a surreal experience too. It was because obviously when you you first go to the ground or at Castlecroft at the time was the training ground and, and you see these uh, footballers close up, you know obviously you've you've you've, you've followed them and watched them for 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 so long. So it was it was fantastic for for me. Yeah, uh, and if I'm if I'm being honest, absolutely fantastic for my dad as well. Of course. Uh, to who I, I know, I mean, God bless him. He, he's no longer with us, but I know it. Uh, it gave him so much pleasure, if you like, to oh. see me come through, through through the ranks there and play. But equally, kind of broke his heart when it, it didn't. It yeah. didn't work out for me, you know. So it's kind of both both sides of the the spectre and I kind of found out first and if you like how, how quickly you can you know kind of fall from grace if yes. you like yes. uh, where you know you, you, you get into the team you, you you play two games and two games where you, you, you did okay you know even when we lost 4-1 away at Arsenal in the in, the, in my second game, I yeah. mean, again, the front three that day that I played against was uh, Nicholas, Woodcock and Marino, and you just think, <laughs> you know, as a 17-year-old. You, you got no think, chance? Wow, and I got to know Charlie Nicholas just a little bit because he was Danny Craney's uh, of course, yes. best friend, and he kind of... Uh, came up to Wolverhampton on a couple of occasions to the old Eve's nightclub yeah. uh, with Danny and actually Charlie came up to me in the warm-up uh, and just started laughing and he just went, I'm going to measure and I just remember all the 90 minutes just thinking, please don't let him meg me. Please don't <laughs> Did let he? him meg me. Yeah, yeah, he didn't know, not in the 90 minutes. Oh, that's but, all right then. Uh, uh, but fantastic, I mean, even during the game, you know, I, mean, I have to say, Paul Mariner, Again, God bless him, was fantastic because I mean he was a fantastic player, a great player. But every time I did something okay, you know, Paul Mariner kind of went, "Well played, youngster." Wow. Well, and yeah. I, I don't think that would happen again. No. Uh, at, at, at this time, you know, uh, and forever I'll remember after the game, uh, Bobby Robson, who was then the England manager, come up to me and saying, "Well played, Stuart." And he just <laughs> think, oh. You know, and it's memories that you know I'll take to the grave and I'll, yes. I'll cherish forever. And it was it was uh, 
fantastic. But, you know, the club got relegated that year. Uh, Graham Hawkins was the manager. And, yes. and, and Graham uh, got sacked just before the end of the season. Yeah. And, and many, many years later, I got to kind of work with Graham in an indirect way again, which was great. Yes. Uh, Jim was there. Jim Barron was a fantastic coach as well, a really good coach. Yeah. And Frank Upton was just the best the best youth coach and mentor any young player could could wish to have but you know they kind of left the club uh, you know pretty close together yes. at, at the end of that or just before the end of the relegation season and you know undoubtedly I lost my way and undoubtedly the reason why I ended up leaving not long after I made my debut was, you know, maybe there was something wrong with my attitude and I thought I'd arrived. But I look back now and if those three fellas had stayed at the club, you know, I genuinely think I would have got the kick up the backside I needed, yeah. the arm around the shoulder when I needed it, the the expertise on the training ground that I needed. Yes. Uh, but with, with respect, you know, when Tommy Doherty come in, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think that I got what I needed at the time. I think then was a bad time to be at the club. Because yes. obviously, subsequently, they went bump, bump, bump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Triple relegation. Uh, so, you know, yes, I lost my way, undoubtedly. Maybe, you know, I thought I'd arrived when obviously I... I I hadn't, but I don't think I had the 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 handling yeah. that that young players I think would get would get now. And I mean, there was a story. My dad. I mean, I left, and I kind of we'll talk about it. I had a little trial at Warsaw and kind of drifted out the game. But not long after I left, or uh, and I, I kind of left Warsaw after a little trial. My dad was speaking to um, an Arsenal scout who, who told my dad that they'd, Arsenal had watched me for over a sustained period and were very close to uh, taking me, if you like, to pair me up with Tony Adams at the time. <laughs> uh, but these are things that you find out after, yeah. you know. So <laughs> how true it is, I don't know how close they got to... <laughs> You know, pursuing it, I don't know, uh, but I think I think that would be around the time that they took Steve Bold from uh, Stoke. So you have to say Steve Bold Stoke going to Arsenal or Stuart Watkins Wolves. Well, I think they made the right decision in the end. Don't well, listen, Stuart, it's it's it's. I always say it's a flip of a coin, and it, listen, it could have been you. I, I mean. This is how football can change so quickly. 18,000 at Highbury. Yes, you lost 4-1. You got Bobby Robson, the then England manager, coming up to your 10. You've played well. Um, you know, playing against one of the best sides in the country. You've played at a huge stadium. You, you can't help but think you've made it. But then how quickly it can change is just, you know, a matter of, I think it was within the next 12 to 18 months, You've been released by Wolves. You've dropped out the league. You're in the West Midlands Regional League. How hard is it to pick yourself up? Because looking at your career, you was at Wolves. Then you dropped uh, out the league to play for Gresley in the West Midlands Regional League. Back in the league with Crew. Back out the league with Rushall. Back in the league with Warsaw. Um, 
it, it, it must be really difficult and it must be hard to pick yourself up once you've been a professional to keep coming back and that's probably testament to you Stuart yeah well I mean I, I left Wolves I had a little trial at, uh, at Warsaw that didn't a, a very good Warsaw team I have to say Alan Buckley's Warsaw team yes there. great team you know, uh, yeah really really good team and, and enjoyed it there didn't work out but the, the odds were against me getting a contract there just because of the quality of players that they had there at the time and uh, I had a little spell at crew with David Platt was there and John Pemberton Derry O'Grady yep. and I didn't I, even though I played a couple of games through if I look back now and my heart was broken really when I left Wolves yes. so I kind of went through the motions at uh, Warsaw went through the motions really at crew uh, I had a little spell at Gresley, as you say, but went through the motions. And then I actually packed football in. Uh, Is that enough? And I actually didn't kick a ball for two years. Uh, I, actually, I went, sorry, Stu, to interrupt. I did see yeah. a gap in your employment history. and uh, yeah. So you just literally packed it in? Didn't kick a ball for two years. Went to uh, work for my dad. My dad had Lowell Post Office at the time. Right. Uh, so I went to work at Lowell Post Office for my dad. Uh, didn't kick a ball for two years. Uh, didn't miss it, if I'm being honest. Didn't yeah. fancy. Uh, and then after a couple of years, I actually started playing for, I and mean, you won't find this in your notes. Right. It was Wensfield Conservatives. Oh, now the Con Club. Uh, yeah, the Con Club. Uh, Sunday morning, Division 5. Uh, I'll probably play it again, and, Stuart. <laughs> yeah, so all my mates, it was a lot of my mates. I mean, my dad, when I was five or six, going back to the early 70s, was the manager of the Sunday morning team and actually started the Sunday morning team off. Of oh, okay. So all my Sunday mornings through primary school and uh, early secondary school was watching Wensfield Cons play. Uh, so I went back there. Uh, after two years, Division 5, started playing on a Sunday morning for what was pure enjoyment. Yes. Pure enjoyment. And it was what people made, you know. People having a late night on Saturday, turning up bleary-eyed, uh, having a fag in the dressing room, having a fag, <laughs> walking out onto the pitch, having a fag at half-time. Been having a fag on the pitch, half of them now. Yeah, but it was pure enjoyment. Yes. So... That it didn't take long then to, for me to get, if you like, my love back. And uh, I had a little spell. Terry Wharton asked me to sign for Wensfield Social. Terry Wharton? Good old flipping yeah, I didn't know this. Again, fantastic fella. I oh, great, man. He's still, still knocking about Terry. He is Terry, he is, was, yeah. Yeah, he was fantastic, Terry. Uh, and I had a little spell playing for Wensfield Social. Uh, so I was playing Wensfield Social on a Saturday, Wensfield yeah. Cons on a... Sunday morning uh, and loving it and loving it and then actually the money I got a few quid playing for Wensfield Social money dried up uh, actually how much did you get sorry to interrupt left, but sorry. I stayed I stayed because I liked Terry Wharton so much sorry to interrupt you uh, how much was you getting paid for Wensfield oh I, if I, I think maybe 30 25 30 quid she was getting getting more at Wensfield than you was at Wolves <laughs> yeah, I know I know and uh 
the, the second stay at Wensfield when players moved on and yeah. just before I signed for Rushaw funny enough no no one was getting paid at Wensfield I don't think apart from me and they used to take a couple of those cards round you know pound to go yeah the football team. cards yeah and they had to take a couple of cards round to get and when they got the money from the cards they could pay me my money and they used to tip a pint glass out to me with all like what pound coins and 50p's and 20p's in and that's how I used to get paid at the back end of my uh, Brilliant. career so but uh, then I went to to be fair we, we, we were getting heavily beaten every week and I, I went to sign for Rushall Olympic really yeah. uh, Bill Chandler and Rushall uh, Olympic uh, and I had you know some happy years there I have to say I mean to be fair Rushall is a great great non-league club Um you know, uh, listen. The the owner there, the his, his name, uh, yeah, the, the recent the, owner, Johnny Allen, Johnny Allen, the, the window yeah. guy. That's it. Spent so much money. Um, so for you, then it was so at Rushall out the league. But I didn't know about all the all the uh, capers at Wensfield. Yeah, well, again, I was uh, uh, at Rushall, and again, but but what what was happening now? I was enjoying my football. Yes, I was. I was playing for pure enjoyment I was loving it by now I'd kind of I'd moved to the uh, head office post office in Wolverhampton so I was, <laughs> I mean, I was got a promotion yeah, there was, as well I was behind the counter at the head office in Wolverhampton you know it was yeah. the, the days then of one year passport and car taxes and obviously pensions and family allowance supplementary benefit gyros you know Friday morning gyros yeah for the for, yeah the so I, I, I was working there, uh, my full-time job. Uh, Sunday mornings was Wensfield Cons, Saturday was Wensfield Social. But when I signed for Rushall, I had to to knock Wensfield Conservatives yes. on the uh, on the head because uh, I actually signed a, a little contract at, at Rushall. Got you. Uh, but playing for enjoyment, uh, got fitter. Uh, and to be fair, word got about that I was doing okay and I was kind of back playing and word yes. got about. And I had some decent offers to go and play in the conference then. Uh, Telford was one um, uh, that asked me to go and play in the conference. Yep. But because of my job at the post office, which was a decent job, and my, my football, uh, I was quite happy at Rush also. I was I was quite content then, and again, you look back now, really, you think your 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 chance at getting back into it has had long gone. So yep. you know, I wasn't really thinking of 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 of, of, of getting back into it. Uh, but it all changed, you know. I, I, I tell you the story. It all all changed so so quickly. One preseason. Um, Oh, actually, I'll go back a little bit to the end of the previous season, yeah. and I was playing for Rushall, and I ended up squaring up to this 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 lad. Yeah, and uh, he kind of uh, he he kind of said, uh, "F off, fatty," and I've like never ever been called fat in my life. And I, I, I remember going home. I have a few and, times, Stuart. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I remember going home and it, like now my ex-wife. I said, "Have I put weight on?" And she kind of looked at me and went, "Well, you have a beer." And I went, I went, I went <laughs> into work. I went into the post office and I went, 
to a few of the people who were, oh, I've put weight on. They all said, well, you know, you, you, you've put a bit of timber on. <laughs> so I thought, right, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get fit. So I made that summer. I mean, I made a massive, massive effort to get fit. Yes. Uh, massive effort. I cut all my rubbish out that I was eating. Uh, went running. Really, really pushed myself. Not really to get back into football, but because someone had called me fatty and I wanted to... Which led to motivate me to get back, Yeah, to, <laughs> to get back into shape. So uh, so I had a good two or three months, really, where I really pushed myself. Lost, from what I look back now, I must have lost well over two stone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so obviously much fitter. Started pre-season with Rushall. Uh, as most seasons, Rushall played... Warsaw pre-season yeah uh, Kenny Ibbitt was manager at Warsaw and uh, obviously I knew Kenny from my Wolves days but you know we hadn't kept in touch or anything like that you know since I'd left yes so we're talking I don't know we're talking six years later since I'd left Wolves now Close, seven yeah, years yeah. later since I've left Wolves now this is uh so I got fit. We played Warsaw. It was quite a strong Warsaw team, even though it wasn't a full Warsaw first team. And uh, that was on the Tuesday. Uh, on the Thursday, I got a phone call from Paul Taylor at Warsaw asking if I could play for them on the Saturday in a pre-season friendly away at Telford. Yeah. Uh, which I agreed. Obviously, Russell were as good as gold. They, they agreed to let me go and play as well. Uh, I had a decent game uh, at Telford and again it's after the game I'm kind of getting changed at the game at Telford and I'm I'm thinking well Kenny's got to come over and say something at some stage so I'm kind of taking my time getting changed (laughs) for three hours waiting waiting for the manager to come and say something please come and say something to me yeah and uh, anyway I think I was more or less one of the last ones left in the dressing room. So, and I'm still waiting. And so I actually go up to, to Kenny and I just said, like, thanks very much for the game. I've really enjoyed it. And, and to be fair, Kenny went, right, don't speak to anybody outside. Don't speak to any reporters. I'll see you back at Bescott in an hour. So I went, oh, right, okay, so I got in my car. Back to Bescar, he turns up and they offer me a two-year contract there. And there. Oh. That's that's how quickly, yes. if you like, exchanged, how quickly I got back into the game, how lucky I was. Uh, I went to the post office on the Monday and handed my resignation in. I mean, really, they couldn't stop me from leaving there and then. But to be fair, half your goal. co-workers had called you fat, mate, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so that was it, and I think on the that was the Monday. On the Tuesday, we had a pre-season friendly against Aston Villa. That was like, if you like, my first proper game, my first game since I signed, uh, which was a fantastic occasion. Obviously, you come out from having a couple of friendly games from Rushall, and all of a sudden you're playing against Villa. Uh, and by coincidence, who's assistant manager at Villa? But Jim Barron. Yes, Jim Barron, of course. Uh, and, and I remember seeing Jim, and God bless him, Jim was like going to the Villa people. He's one of my lads. <laughs> one of oh, my really? Lads. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. 
you, you know, and I still have the odd conversation with Jim now. Oh, I mean, uh, th- that's great uh, because you, you've been at the post office, Stuart, um, and, you know, yeah. listen, like you said, decent job, but your life's almost running away, and with the, with you, you, you forgot about football, you're playing for enjoyment, and how quickly it changes, and you had three great years at Warsaw, didn't you? It was three years, wasn't it, Stuart? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and when I went back, to, to be fair, I was buzzing. I was just of buzzing with getting that second chance. I mean, can you hear a bit? Even like now, literally, I look back and, and, and Kenny changed my life, really. Oh, you know, that's lovely. Fantastic, fantastic fella. Great manager. Even when he was manager at Warsaw, he was still better than any of the players there. And he could still do things that nobody else could do. Uh, that's how, how good a player he oh, was. Unbelievable player. People, people appreciate actually how good he was. But but he, he changed, he changed my my life and uh, as I say I was buzzing uh, and I was I like on uh, on just on high for, for so long and yes. you know I, the first season I, I, I managed to win the, like the supporters player of the year uh, and uh, I think at the time I think it was the sports Hargus Midlands player of the year uh, just because I was on a high uh, for for so long and so grateful if you like to get uh, to get a second chance and you know I tell people the training day to day and it was training with the better players like Martin O'Connor come in yeah uh, uh, and I, I signed the, the same day Jimmy Walker but Martin O'Connor was there and uh Andy Reese, who had been at Bristol Rovers, was there. Kevin Wilson come in, Charlie. It was training day to day with those good players that made me better. Yes. You know, not 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 necessarily the matches, because that's kind of where you kind of test your development. It was training day to day with with uh, Kenny's stewardship, if you like, tuition, yes. training with these better players, and it, it kind of. Uh, brought me on but as I say I was just so grateful to get a, a, a second chance because as I say I, I, I thought my time had gone so yeah. you, you're talking seven years I think since I've left Walls by now so you know common sense tells you that your time has come and gone and it's just not quite worked out for you oh, but, uh, it, it does um, and it, but I looked at your, your management career uh, Stuart, you went into football management in 2002, um, I believe so it was Mansfield and Kidderminster Harriers, but even though you was obviously floating around the league and, 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 and non-league, then you got a chance to work under Phil Brown during the Premier League years at Hull City as assistant, I mean there's a lot of listeners that probably don't even know this, um, yeah. and that must have once again... It, it, you know, with all your football experience, be it non-league and in the league, and then to take it into management and, and do the same bit of a roller coaster journey, to get managing assistant managing at that level in the Premier League, it, it really is a big deal, isn't it, Stuart? Yeah, as I say, that's why you know I genuinely think Kenny, if you like, changed my life because yeah, I've been very fortunate that 
well, fortunate. I had a few years of playing football when I got I got back into it, uh, but I, I had to reti- retire quite early through injury, and then I moved into management. We had some success at Mansfield, yeah. getting a promotion, a lot of youngsters coming through. Uh, you know, Touchwood, I've been quite successful in getting youngsters to play at you know decent standards. Yes, uh, Ryan Bennett, who recently at Wolves, would be one of my youngsters from from Grimsby. Of course, uh, of course, with, yeah. Uh, Extensively, I mean, I've got like Tom Kearney at Fulham, Liam Cooper at Leeds, yeah. Connor Townsend at West Brom. They're lads that I work with at Hull uh, in the development squad. So it's great to see the young players coming through. Uh, but because I've had, if you like, an extended period in coaching and managing, that's why I genuinely think Kenny changed my life because you know it's not just a few years I've had playing football I've been I've been fortunate to kind of stick in the game uh, and make a living out of the game uh, coaching you know and uh, if Kenny hadn't took the gamble on me uh, when I was 20 I think I was 26 at the time yes if Kenny hadn't took the gamble on me then you know I could still be sitting behind that post office desk because football has been your passport looking at your career obviously there's been four spells at Grimsby you clearly can't keep away from the place but other than that you've been a head coach in India you've managed in Malta I believe it was Naxar Lions you've been uh, assistant coach at Bangladesh I mean you've literally been all over the world with football like you said it could have been the only passport you could have been looking at is the ones you're handing out absolutely and as I say Fortunate, India was fantastic experience, even though the team wasn't great. Yeah, uh, I have to say, there's a common theme here. Malta was fantastic, even though the team wasn't great. Yeah, uh, uh, working at national level uh, with Bangladesh again was was a fantastic experience, brilliant experience. We were very much like the San Marino of our group in the World Cup qualifying campaign. Yeah, but you know. 80,000 when we played India in Calcutta, 40,000 when we play Oman in Oman, and, you know, 30,000 at the games in Bangladesh. That, that You know, it's I'm, I'm, I've been very fortunate and uh, touch wood, I'm due to go back out to India next month for another adventure in the Indian Super yeah. League. Uh, so, if all goes well, you know, it's, it's, it's another life experience. Um, Ideally, I would like to return to this country to work, but I think I've just been off the merry-go-round now, maybe a little bit too long to, to be able to get back on it, you know. But you still like to think that you've got something to offer. Yes. Something to offer the game. Uh, but there's there's definitely a change now in, in coaching and uh, managing. Uh, it's a lot more uh, time sitting behind a... Uh, a laptop a lot yeah. more presentations a lot more data a lot more analytical rather uh, than being physically yeah, on the training ground although that, that still happens obviously yeah. it is part of, 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 of the game and so, and so it should be but you know I, I think the game now is a little bit in danger of being filled with educated people very yes. clever people uh, but not necessarily football people and I think just have to maybe get the balance right and it's something to something to look at 
Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, but you know, saying that I'm forever grateful for the for the time that I've uh, that I've that I have had within the game. I mean, from your point, Stuart, would it be fair to say that one of your strengths is working with young players? Because you know, you you, you obviously with Hall, you work with young players. You've mentioned some of the players yeah, that you brought through. Is that one of your strengths? Would, it would, and I think it's fair. I mean, well, fair to say, I look at myself, if you like, from a, a critical point of view, and I'm very, I'm very pleased, if you like, with the amount of players that I've helped progress. Yes. Uh, to to play at you know top level, we spoke about your Kearney Cooper, Ryan Bennett, uh, Connor Townsend. I mean, uh, people like Liam Lawrence and Lee Williamson who went and played, you know, Premiership and yes. international football. You know, I still get a massive, massive buzz uh, when. You, you see anything about them on the telly and and these were youngsters as well that were let go by bigger clubs so that kind of makes the achievement a little bit more special because they were like let go by bigger clubs like Ryan Bennett was let go by Ipswich as a 16 year old before he came to Grimsby yes uh, and because but, I mean Ryan was always talented anyway and because he was talented I spent a lot of time with him, even though I wasn't the youth coach. It was because he, he very quickly moved up to the reserves at Grimsby and, and into the first team. So I spent a lot of time with him. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm very pleased with what I've done at development level and players progressing. But I feel I've underachieved at, at management level. Uh, and that's that's the bit that great great at me if, if if you like I think I've had some real tough gigs the kiddie Mr. gig was near impossible and I've never spoke about what went behind, behind the scenes there and I never will yeah. but people wouldn't wouldn't believe what went on behind the scenes I, I, I think sometimes Stuart the, the, with the greatest respect and this is for any person involved in football the lower you go down the food chain it's people don't know the constraints and listen I'm a football fan that's all I am yeah. all, all I want for Wolves is success um, what you don't realise at the levels of your Mansfield, your Kidderminster into the Harriers your Grimsby's you've been there four times they don't yeah. understand that some of these clubs can't even pay the electric bill some weeks you know it's oh, we, at Mansfield let me tell you my first hour every day at Mansfield was ringing round trying to get somewhere to train because the chairman owed money everywhere and yeah. nobody would want to do business with us and I'd say I'd, I'll, I'll bring the money with me to pay you up front and they still wouldn't want to do business with us so they don't teach you that no in your coaching courses of like course they don't Kidderminster, we trained at a local park, and the big games on this park Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. And I turn up Monday morning uh, with the Cohens. I had to mark the, the outside of the pitch out with the Cohens, and obviously use a cone to get all the dog muck up before the <laughs> players turned up for training. So, my two, if you like, proper management gigs in this country, Mansfield and Kidderminster, I didn't have a training ground. Yeah. You, you, you know, and that makes it like nigh on impossible itself. And then all the other things that were going on at Kidderminster, and obviously there was things going on at, at Mansfield. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, I had some tough gigs, but I still, 
kind of still beat myself up that I feel like I've underperformed. Uh, at, I mean, at, the, at management level, the fans don't get to hear about some of these things. Um, you, of course, they don't. But you know, and the thing is, like I said, all they want, we're all the same. We all want success. Going back to Ryan Bennett, Ryan was a player that Wolf signed. Uh, yeah. And to be honest, he's, he didn't jump off the page. Not many, not many supporters had been following his career, yeah. so they particularly heard of him. But he really, really did well at Wolves under under New. Now, you know, signing just, from Norwich, but just a fantastic, fantastic oh. lad. Because yes. you, you get to know very obviously he was talented. Yes, so he, he was better than the other Grimsby youngsters. Yes, but he wanted to so you would you would say right and this is what you've got to do and it would be why do I have to do that he, you know and not in a nasty way he, yeah. was, he wanted to know yes he wanted to to know why to learn why he had to, yeah he wanted to why he had to be on a certain side of the attacker in a certain situation or yeah. when he had to drop whatever and well why and he slowly then uh, you see him make a concerted effort about his fitness because uh, he was a natural athlete. He yes. certainly didn't have... I mean, he was bulked up by the time he got to Wolves, Ryan. Yes. He certainly wasn't like that at 16. Uh, but he made a concerted effort over his fitness and his body strength. Uh, and he got exactly what he deserved. He got a really good career. He's, I would say he's very close to the end of his playing career now. I don't... There's talk of him actually re-signing for Grimsby. I don't know where where he's going to end up this season, but he's been fantastic. And he's one of those really steady performers, you know, really steady. Yes, probably seven out of ten, week in, week out. Does the simple things. He doesn't do anything that he doesn't have to do. Keeps the game as simple as he possibly could. Uh, And yeah, what was it, about three years he had at Wolves? But it was, uh, he made a good contribution to getting on to... To, to where they wanted to be. Oh, massive. Uh, he, he seemed to thrive under Nuno, and he, he was one of them players. It was quite disappointing. I, th- I believe he went to Leicester for, from Wolves, yeah. I can remember. But yeah. it, it was it was, it was was quite, quite disappointing to see him go because he'd done so well, and he was quite an unexpected signing. Um, we yeah. didn't expect anything from him, but he performed week in, week out, and any time he was given the shirt, he gave 100%. Yeah, and just a good, but just a good pro. And if you like that, gives me more than the more buzz than anyone a lot of the lads that I've had at, at Mansfield especially and not just those that went on to play at the top level yes but even those that played below but they went on to have you know four or five even 600 games careers which you like to think that you're teaching them decent habits uh, and not just on the football pitch but just the way that they conduct themselves the way they look after themselves uh, and and basically to get that many games and Ryan's in that category now where he's played four or five hundred games you know you've got to be a good pro oh, so yeah. you know I, and, and don't get me wrong these lads have made careers down to them first and foremost have made careers because yeah. they're the ones that have knuckled down they're the ones that have put all the graft in but you just like to think that you've kind of nudged them in the right direction and pointed yes. them in the right direction and a little bit of advice here and there they take it in and, and, and off they go and you know as you say when you see when I see Roy and Betty uh, playing on the box it gives me a buzz you know when I see Tom Kearney Liam Cooper like Sonny Bradley who's the captain at Luton he's another one that I had you know when I see these lads playing now 
it just gets me a massive buzz oh. still you know and that's the 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 best part of, of being in coaching if you like especially youngsters yeah when you see them go on and uh progress and as i say it's not in a a big-headed or conceited of course. Uh, way it's just a buzz that you just think okay, I, I i know what this lad was like you know yes. when he was 15 16 uh you know i could tell you some stories about liam lawrence and his, his private life and he had a tough tough upbringing liam but then you know, I've seen him go play for Sunderland and Stoke, go and play oh, great Greece, career. go and play the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. And you just think, wow, he overcome all the difficulties that he had. Yeah. You know. And went on to be a went on to be a great pro. To go and to go and do what he's what he's done. You know. So yeah. that's that's the buzz, that's the 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 you can't you can't buy that, you know what I mean? You can't Of course. And, and, and from your point them. of view, Stuart, you know, obviously you're taking this new job in India, although you can't tell us who it is. I'll get that out of you when I stop recording. Um, yeah. But on a serious note, you've still got so much to give. Um, but if you can look back on that fantastic career um, from playing, managing, you know, what's the biggest highlight and what, what's the moment that you look back on relay and it always puts a smile on your face? Well, I'll, I'll start off with the negative. If I look back on my career overall, my first feeling is still underachieved. Yeah. So that's both both football playing and managing. Not the development of the youngsters. I'm very happy with with that. But playing career, I still think underachieved. Just, just jumping in, Stuart. You've actually, as you made a point earlier, you've actually pretty much being employed your whole life, other than the stint at the post office in football. So yeah. you're doing something right. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a an anger on. I don't know. Oh no, I wouldn't yeah. say that, mate. Not take, not going all over the world like that. I think I'm an anger on. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, but still, you know, fantastic memories. Yes. You know, fantastic. Memories. I loved India. India was fantastic. Uh, you know, I could live in India. Never mind, just work there. There's just something magical about the place. Yes. Uh, Malta was lovely. Uh, very corrupt, but that's a story for for other days. <laughs> but lovely lifestyle. Yeah. Bangladesh was a was a tough gig for a Westerner. Dhaka's a tough place for for Westerners to live. Even oh, okay. though lovely people, fantastic people. Yeah. Lovely people, but the international being involved at international was again life changing and something that I'll never forget or never regret yeah so i'm looking forward to the next adventure in india uh you know if all goes well uh, i'll be out there next month the negative i'm away from home for 10 months which is a long time that's difficult yeah. uh you know uh that'll be a tough gig yeah. uh but you know there's 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 many positives about going out there and you know they love the football the football's getting better out there all the time uh, and uh, you know, it's just great to 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 be involved in that and to play a little part because it's still very much developing over there. Yes. Uh, uh, so to play a little part in the development of football in a country is 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 good and it's something that I enjoy and I want to do. Uh, but as I say, at some stage, I would like to return. 
to to this country. But I will certainly be following Wolves' results. Yeah. Uh, and while we're on Wolves, I mean Scotty Sellers now. He's the what is he director of football? Yeah, Scotty? yeah, yeah. Um, Scotty, Scotty played for me at Mansfield. He finished his playing career with me. Okay, interesting. I, I took Scotty. I took Scotty. Uh, uh, fantastic professional. Tricky he wingy, was. yeah. He was a Scott fantastic Sellers. example uh, to the younger players. Yeah. I've uh, uh, got nothing but good things to say about about Scott. Great to see him doing doing so well. Uh, I wish he could get the owners to put their hands in the pockets and get some Flipping new players through the door for the new season. You mean 30,000 of us, Stuart? Yeah, <laughs> I think... Uh, yeah, like all Wolves supporters... I mean, I was amazed, if I'm being honest, that Wolves did as well as they did last year. I feared for Wolves last season. Yeah. Uh, and I think everybody at the club has to take great credit for them finishing the 10th or 11th. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know, we did I know they dropped off. off alarmingly at the end of the season. Uh, but I think the warning signs are there for next season if we if we don't recruit oh, listen, correctly. In- investment is key. In- investment is key. Um, where where does your debut at Wolves, Stuart, rank in, in, in your memories oh, of football? Just, just yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I have to say, overall, the, my promotion day as manager of Mansfield would probably be my number one yeah. involvement in football. But certainly, from a playing perspective, you know, to make your debut at Molyneux as a 17-year-old... Uh, was a day I'll never forget. I, and I've just got to finish with. I got one quick story. Of course, of course. I used, I, I used to. I used to drink at the, the Presswood then. Uh, Presswood at arms for in, a in the young days, and there was there was a gang of us. There was me and three or four mates, and then I, I, that's kind of where I met my my first wife in the Presswood. And yeah. There was three or four of her mates, and we, that's where we used to go drinking. And I shouldn't say a 16, 17 year old. Good lad. Uh, <laughs> It's and not I down now anyway, you're alright. I made my debut, 17. And on the night, after I've left the ground, I'd gone to the Presswood to meet my mates and my girlfriend and my dad came in. Yeah. Uh, uh, I saw my dad as well, which was fantastic, brilliant. And then I went to the bar to get the drinks in and the barmaid started laughing and she went, I can't serve you. And I went, what do you mean you can't serve me? And she went, you're 17. And she showed me the pink. And I was on the back page, or the front page of the pink. Stuart Watkins' debut, 17-year-old, blah, blah, blah. She started laughing. She went, I can't serve you. You're 17. And I had to get somebody else up to come and get the drinks. <laughs> for a minute. And you've been served in there for months before. And then the fact that you were 17. I've been in for months, yeah. I've been in for months. I've been in for months. Oh. Uh, uh, and then, as I say, that night, I couldn't get served because my age had been given away. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant, Stuart. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time today on the Wolf Whistle. Um, thank you for representing our great club. And as we said, it was quality, not quantity. And you are welcome Absolutely. back on the Wolf Whistle anytime. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for your time. It's been nice speaking to you.